to the Turtle Club. Francois de la Rochefoucauld once said, We are so accustomed to disguise ourselves to others that in the end, we become disguised to ourselves. Welcome, everyone. This is the Turtle Club, episode 10. Hello. 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 <laughs> I, take two. This is the take tur- two, everybody. I bet the you Turtle were Club from for the our top. one fan. You'd be like, dude, where the fuck is episode 10 of the Turtle Club? Well, yeah. guess what? We tried to record last week, um, but my power went out, so I fucked it up for everybody. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was really bad. We, uh, our guest, was really pissed off. He was saying he's not going to do the show again. But yeah, he kept screaming. screaming. He was screaming. Things. He came to our house. It was weird. It was but scary. we talked him back. We talked him back into it. Um, Mr. Sandlerverse, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, hello. I'm. I'm Saint Lovos, and uh, I just want to shout out to my friend Pesto Guys. Without him, there would be no Saint Lovos. Okay, so what yeah. is? Oh wait, we have to introduce ourselves. Yeah, we should probably. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Eli. I've seen the Master Disguise seventy-two times. Dave, you go next. I need to look at uh, my times. All right, yeah. My name's Dave. I am uh, officially. I've officially watched the Master Disguise fifty-two times. Woo! Right. Hey, congratulations! That's yeah. a milestone. Wow, uh, my name is Michael. I've seen it ninety-four times. Oh, I lied. I'm at seventy-three. I'm sorry. I've I've, yeah. I'm, I've watched it shit. since we tried recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. And we, our guest here is Mr. Sandlerverse. Uh, runs a wonderful Twitter account. Uh, no how context. many times have you watched yeah. it, Sandlerverse? I've seen the Metro Skies five times. Nice. Five times. That's um, that's beautiful. Yeah, so I also would like to appreciate, I've been noticing a rise in your Master of Disguise posting this month, and uh, it's been nice to have my day ruined when I'm just scrolling through Twitter, so thank you. (laughs) No, I get really excited every time I see any Master of Disguise content on Twitter, and I'm like, yeah, more! Someone else is suffering! (laughs) I have some fun stories about that. It's fucking bullshit. But, um, so, Sandlerverse, uh... I, I guess we should ask you a couple of questions before we get started here. But one, um, how you doing? How you liking the Master Disguise? <laughs> Do you like it yeah. better or worse than you did before? Uh, I'm doing good, and I with Master Disguise, it's a unique case where right now I'm currently working on a video that's kind of like a bootleg of Master Disguise called Frank McCluskey, and I'm pretty sure I've seen both. Mo- both movies equally, so five times each, and it made Frank McCluskey made me appreciate Master, Master of Disguise a lot more. Is the, the Frank McCluskey is that bad? Uh, yeah. Yes, it is that bad. Wow, oh, Jesus God. Christ! What year did it come out? Maybe we'll do it next year. Uh, Two thousand two. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Uh, yeah, we, had, we missed out. But I do want to watch this now. You mentioned this uh, in our failed recording attempt. But yeah. I uh, haven't even looked it up at all on purpose. I, I looked it. I, I added it to my watch list, watch but I added it to my watch list, and on accident, just looking at the description of the movie, I saw the words "become a master of disguise." So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's just like a bootleg version, like a like a gen generic version of Master of Disguise. Like it's a generic version of Master of Disguise and Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, the guy kind of looks like Jim Carrey in the poster. Yeah. It sounds terrible. <laughs> it does. Also, I just want to say, 
for the audience, I'm sorry that I sound a little bit like Bob Boucher and Little Nicky. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's just a bonus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it helps with the research, especially with the Sandwiverse shit. Little, you got the yeah, Little Nicky-Bobby Boucher combo up in here. You're a method. Hey, you, I've never seen Little Nicky, so I don't fully get that joke. Really? Oh. Wow. You know, Dana Carvey's in it. Is he? He Is plays he a very small role. Yeah, you're missing a bad? great film. Uh, I, I mean, I okay, like this is. I know this isn't a little Nikki podcast, but I'm uh, I'm gonna have a hot take here and say that I kind of like little Nikki. Actually, a lot of people hate on it. It makes me chuckle. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at it right now. It looks fucking awful. Quentin Tarantino what? plays a rabbi. They have a what? rabbi's a in there. A deacon. <laughs> Yes, it's a bizarre, bizarre movie, but I, I, I really like. It's one of the weirdest things that Adam Sandler has ever done. Genuinely, yeah, definitely strange. It's, it's really a bit out there. Turtle Club host. Before we move on to yes. notes here, yeah. uh, <laughs> mental health check. Um, I'm actually okay. So, uh, I hit fifty two, right? And yep. I'm, uh, I kind of got this huge wave of relief but it's not it's like okay i i got i got all the watches i needed in for the year and now but you have, have to keep going but you do wait what yeah <laughs> yeah dave dave you're you still have to watch it every week <laughs> okay never mind fuck this podcast uh yeah no i'm uh not good so <laughs> I um I, okay so uh we're gonna get into this in the notes in a little bit but we kind of did a break class a break glass in case of emergency type deal this month yeah uh I we watched the director's commentary yeah mm-hmm. and I w- again I was saving that for when I was the most miserable and I just needed more things to talk about and honestly that has given me so much more like information that I feel yes. a little bit more yeah. on okay. top of it. Okay, can we just, as a group, can we talk about the director's commentary right okay, now? Okay, yeah, before we get into yes. notes, let's talk about director's commentary right now. Uh, so, St. Louis, have you listened to the director's commentary? Uh, yes, that was my last viewing of Okay. Guys. Oh, wow. So, one thing that bothers us, and we've talked about it, I think, in every podcast, is that before Pistachio's family gets kidnapped, he's on the roof inexplicably. And, yes! Right? Yeah. And in the director's commentary... Dana Carvey says something like, and if you watch the behind the scenes, you can see what he was doing up on the roof. And one, not in the behind the scenes content. It's it's not in the deleted scenes at all. And two, and two, why is it not in the fucking movie if it exists? Well, it's it's, be crazier because they mentioned that he sings a song. Yeah. We've made the joke before that Pistachio was on the roof singing like an I Want song from like a Disney movie. And that's exactly (laughs) what it was. And why isn't it in the movie? The movie is so short. They didn't have to cut for time with this movie. There's two times in the director's commentary where they say, oh, just check the deleted scenes section in the DVD, kids. And it's not there. No, it's not fucking there. That's the one... That got me pissed. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? We have said so many times, why the fuck is Pistachio on the roof? There was a scene where he was, it was probably him singing a song about how he's sad about how he's just a waiter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mm, mm. Yeah, I made me mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, um, the commentary was boring as hell. It was one of the worst and... director's commentaries I've ever heard in my life. Uh... 
I loved it. It was oh, fun. Oh my god. No, this is my problem. Okay. I am a big, I'm a nerd. I like director's commentaries. I listen to them for every single movie that I own that has a director's commentary. I have, like, Friday, my Friday the 13th collection. Some of those have, like, four different commentary tracks. I've listened to them all. I wow. love them. And this one fucking sucks. 90% of the time, it's just Dana and Perry being like, oh, yeah, that actor is uh, blah, 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 blah. They were great. Uh, yeah, they That's, really killed uh, the it. wardrobe guy's brother. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he yeah, did a great job. There was a job. lot of that. There was no, a, lot of, there's a lot of that. But 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 I will defend it in a way because it has one aspect that I find hilarious, and the yeah. fact that it's the first time Dana Carvey <laughs> has seen the final cut. Yes, that that's and definitely it, a weird one. And it's obvious it that he doesn't like things. No, no yeah, <laughs> he really hated doesn't. the Turtle Club so, nose bite thing. Yeah. So Sandlerverse, uh, you mentioned that you liked it. Why did you like it? Well. I really enjoyed it because, uh, fun fact about me, every weekend I watch movies with Pestlegeist. I believe in the recording I mentioned how I watched every St. Louis movie in a year with him. Right. And Dana Carvey's energy kind of matches mine when, comment- when com- commenting on movies. They were both kind of sarcastic and <laughs> really jokey. I, well, okay, I appreciate that because, again... Dana Carvey, I'm, I'm with you, Sandlerverse, because Dana Carvey feels like someone who's watching a bad movie and is just shitting on it the whole time. Yeah. But the big difference is that it's his movie. <laughs> it is, and you can, but that's a good point. You can tell him and Perry don't like this movie. No, no like, especially Dana. Yeah. Like, Perry kind of is defensive, so, like, okay, the Turtle Club nose thing happens where he bites off the guy's nose, and Dana's like, uh, I don't even know what to say about that. And, yeah, and Perry her, sort of, yeah. like, sheepishly goes, like, yeah, uh, that was the idea of our uh, wonderful producer, Mr. Adam Sandler. <laughs> like, yeah. sort of like blaming Adam Sandler. Yeah, and they just push back and you're like, yeah, and also, mess. that joke's not bad. It's the best part of that scene. It's the best part yeah, of that scene. Dude, the, the cut scene that they had where like he just bit the tips <laughs> off the cigars and then vomited it back up, yeah. that's in the end credits of the movie, and it's fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's a way worse scene. Uh, the nose thing is better, uh, but I don't. I don't think that's the best fucking joke in that scene. No, that scene sucks. No, the best scene is when he like lunges at the guy and he like yeah. he like and he like hisses. No, 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 no. The best part is when the bouncer goes, "Is he okay?" That's the best. Every time I'm just like Sandlerverse. What was that? Yes, I just want to say I loved how you. Uh, described it as a cutscene, like it's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. Okay, 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 okay. I I took a lot of notes on the director's commentary, so I'm just gonna bring Same. up things that I found interesting. Um, the at the book opening bit, Perry said that they were going for a Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like weird. Theme. Uh, I learned that Starburns from Community was one of the producers on this. Yeah, I love it. Huh. Uh, weird. Uh, they mentioned that the Palermo prologue scene was supposed to be shot like a 70s action movie. Yeah, and it doesn't really feel like that that way. No, not at all. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, the car that Bo Derek gets into, they refer to it as the backwards car. Yeah. Wait, uh, so something that maybe they mean because the doors open backwards? I don't know. I don't even know if they do. No, I pause um, it and I look and I, I, I can't quite tell and I want you guys to look for this, but I genuinely think that the car is backwards. Huh. Oh. Oh, like, like, I think, okay. like, I, 
it's a, I think it was like a choice on their part or something to pick this. It's like a weird prop car where like the front of the car is like the the trunk Back. or something. Oh. Like I, I, it's hard to tell, and I keep looking at it because it's like a sort of don't like some... a van. T- it's almost look like a small VW like a bus. Yeah. yeah so it doesn't it doesn't translate do well, but I don't know. Since they've said backwards car, I can't get out of my head. I'm gonna have to pay attention to that. Um. And then, so, something that bothers me about that commentary as well is that, like, when he says he wanted to shoot, like, a 70s action movie, he's like, yeah, a lot of, like, snap zooms and stuff like that. There's no, I don't think there's one snap zoom in that whole scene. There's none of that. No. It's just not, like, they just said nonsense. At one point, when, like, uh, when he's meeting Barney with the cuteness, like, they say something like, yeah, we're kind of going for a parody of, like, that Disney Channel movie vibe with, like, the perfect dog, the perfect life. I'm like, no, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you weren't. You, know. you fucker. You don't know. <laughs> this is you just, you just made three, a bad okay? movie, and you're just trying to like say, "Oh, I'm trying <laughs> to make fun of other bad movies." No, you fucking weren't. Yeah. I, okay. 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 Um, the man-sized yeah. meatball scene. At one point, Dana goes like, "If this was the point where the critics were probably like, what am I watching?'" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I know, Dana, but even before this, the moment you spoke out loud. <laughs> <laughs> is um Sandlerverse, I guess this is mostly a question for you. Uh is Dana Carvey in a lot of Happy Madison movies? Uh he's in Little Nicky, Mattress Guys, of course, and he does he's in Sandy Wexlow and he's in Hotel Transylvania too. So I feel Okay, like so he's, more... he's not like a regular, but it's not weird for him to be in the movies. Was no, he in Jack know. and Jill? Oh yes, he was that guy that was there for like five seconds. Yeah, he like he's he's a lot like Norm Macdonald. So that, yeah, like, that movie. I was gonna bring that up. That movie yeah. sucks, but uh, Norm Macdonald scene is hilarious. <laughs> Norm Macdonald has a weird way of making anything funny. <laughs> R.I.P. To um, man. I feel like it's like an SNL connection sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, like all those people from SNL, Adam Sandler. Okay. Keeps high. Honestly, I, as much as I don't like a lot of the Sandler Reverse movies. Um, I do really appreciate that Adam Sandler gives these people, like, work. Yeah. 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 Like, I think it's... But, well, I respect but, that he just wants to hang out with his friends and play Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what, like, Grown Ups feels like. It's like, hey, let's go to a lake house and film a movie. Yeah, and also <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we, uh, fucking, um, what else? Uh... Oh, we got um, confirmation that the Madonna quote cost seventeen grand. Yeah, yes, yeah, seventeen you, grand for that fucking quote. Did you know that before going into the Sandler verse? Is that fucking nuts? No, no, I did not know that. Because like, there's no, what? Do we know the budget on this movie? The budget was sixteen million. Yeah. Oh, holy fuck! Yeah, they, it was a decent amount of money. They talk about in the commentary how it was low budget though, and I'm like, that doesn't. That's not very low budget. That's like mid budget. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you a talking small about? investment of sixteen. It's like lower mid budget, but that's like for this type of movie, that's not that crazy at all. Like that's that's that joke good. cost point one percent of their budget. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently the original makeout scene between Rex and Sophia was four minutes. Four long. fucking yeah. minutes of just soft core porn. I would have respected weird. it more. <laughs> yeah, and it would have been funny if in the background he would just been like, "Well, I see now." Yeah, I get <laughs> for it. like full four 
apartment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just standing there awkwardly I, watching. Rex that would have and... been the best scene in the movie. That would have been experimental. <laughs> like, you know how we talk about how like the cherry pie scene, like the way it's lit and the way it looks. It looks like a Lynch movie. Yeah, like, it looks like something out of Twin Peaks. Like honestly, yeah. like I feel like with the raw footage of this, we could make a good abstract film. <laughs> I would try that. Would we try could it. like we need we would need more of the raw footage though. I want the makeout scene, the full one. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Apparently, uh, the maid scene with the grandpa dresses the maid when Dana Carvey started pu- putting his hands all over her face. That wasn't scripted. He just did. He wasn't that. supposed to grab her. Yeah. That poor yeah, actress. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. they really liked her and she was really nice. So that was that was fun to hear. They said yeah, that about fucking everyone. That. If like someone walked in the fucking background, it was like, oh, that guy who walked in the background was uh, <laughs> Janu Kastupa, and it'd be like, okay, okay. <laughs> like uh, I thought it was cute that Perry's son played George Washington, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. When the grandpa is doing the hand motion to tell Pistachio to shut up, it's in slow motion. You can see in the fireplace. Yeah, yeah, like the fireplace is slowed down. Yeah, that scene where his hand is like slowly closing, pay attention to the fire, super slow motion. That was you and me watching that, Eli, right? Yeah, that's, um, I don't know, I I put a note here that a lot of this commentary is this, like, yeah, this is what's happening right now. Yeah. It's a bad commentary. I've listened to a lot of commentary tracks. It's not. When Dana goes, oh, Brent Spiner was so nice. He taught me how to do a Patrick Stewart impersonation, and then he does the worst Patrick Stewart yeah. I've ever heard. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I thought he was doing a different impersonation. That's how bad it was. Oh, and he bad. does it in the behind-the-scenes stuff too. I don't know if yeah. you guys watched the DVD extras that I sent you. Yeah. But- yeah, uh, we can talk about yeah. that too. But he does the exact same thing. Where he's like, "Yeah, ben, Brent Spiner really taught me how to do a Patrick Stewart," and then he does <laughs> the same terrible impersonation. It's like he's proud of this. Yeah, like this is a flex for him. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. Uh. Really offensive thing. Um. Uh. They. The reason that Prince Ali Jama says India, India, India. Yeah. Is because they wanted to make it really clear that he wasn't from the Middle East. Yeah. Which yeah. is I like I, I don't yeah. even want to get into that right now. <laughs> the how do, racism how do you there. That? But that's not great. Yeah, that's not much of a fix. No. If anything, uh, it's a Dana move. mentions that he's a big fan of Michael Johnson because he's into track running. That's just yeah. an interesting fun fact because Dana Carver used to be on a champion cross country team. Oh wow! In high school, I, I found that out in my research recently. I don't. That doesn't interest me. I'm gonna be honest. I hope Dana Carvey has a horrible life after making this movie. I found so out I that Dana Carvey's know. first movie was a uh, Halloween Two. Yes. He's in Halloween Two. He's in Halloween Two. It's a small role, and it's so funny that like huh. it wouldn't be the last time that he would share top billing with Michael Myers. Yeah. yeah, you've had yeah. that joke cooking for weeks. I've had that in my brain for the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of it. I'm like, I'm gonna say that on the podcast, and it's gonna sound so that's... natural and off the cuff. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's embarrassing. That's pretty rough. That no, no, no. I'm proud of that joke. That's a funny joke. No, I'll, I'll, I'll give it up. It's pretty good. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, you guys would not believe it, but the who, why, where housing was improvised. What? Uh, Can you? I what? I how? What? 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 It seems so natural. Like the dancing. Uh, at one too. point, Perry points out. He's like, "You'll notice that the nest in the box is never used." 
Yeah, I pointed that out before. Oh my god! Oh my god! It makes me so fucking mad. Oh my god! That was the second deleted scene that they mentioned, by the way. That's like, if you check the deleted scenes, you'll see the nest in the box scene. No, we don't. No, it's not at all used at all. That shit. It's like it's a perfect setup for like a Chekhov's gun type thing, and it's never used. It doesn't pay off. It's so bad. (laughs) Uh, They don't know Trent's name. No, they don't. They keep calling him the boyfriend. Yeah. Proving that we know more about this movie than they do. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dana uncomfortably kept talking about how hot Jennifer Esposito was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't like that. Uh, Bowman's mansion exterior was actually a library. Yeah. Uh, Paula Abdul did the choreography for the Mr. Peru dance scene. And that's why it's the best scene in the fucking movie. Yeah, I'm like, that's a fun one. <clears throat> Uh, Perry says oh, yeah. that his favorite scene is the Quint uh, scene. Because he's a man of taste and culture, okay? He knows. He knows yeah. what's up. <laughs> oh, and so, so Sandlerverse, you agree that's the best scene in the movie, right? Yes, that's the funniest uh, scene from this movie. I love yes. the bit where he talks backwards. Yes. <laughs> and uh, right after that with uh, Terry Suave is the second best scene in the movie. That's and, the highlight of the movie. Sandlerverse and... did just tweet a Terry Suave clip today yeah. so hot yeah. mad respect for that hot yes. one hot two and, i need a charleston two uh we got uh, an official name of... uh for the uh cow shit disguise uh they called him mr Pooh head or the Pooh headed thing what yeah. were you saying uh what are you saying oh. Sandlerverse? oh yes i was gonna just throw up throw out another, another reference uh terry suave really reminds me of guy dandy from dr otto and i just love like when the loser disguise as this very cocky rich boy. Yeah, he uh, he rocks, and I... Okay, you know what? Let's just get into this. Uh, top three disguises. Because I need to know before I make a comment about you. Okay, then gotcha. Well, uh, I'm just going to call him <laughs> Guy Dandy. Uh, mm-hmm. Jaws joke, and... I guess Mr. Peru. I guess I'm like... Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. Yeah. And I'm yeah, so yeah, glad... I'm so glad you're a man of culture because I'm the only one on this podcast who hates Gammy Num Nums. And Eli used to be on my side, but he's switched. And uh, Gammy sucks. Gammy's the worst fucking one. I don't. I I don't I, hate Gammy. Sam, what do you? How do you feel about Gammy? I, I don't hate Gammy. I I like if I had a top five, she would be in it. I just wish yeah. I extended the scene a bit more because yeah, uh, all she really did was just that mouth in the middle line. Yeah, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Sucks. No, it doesn't. And in the director's commentary, even Dana Carvey was like, what the fuck did I mean by this? <laughs> even he's See, Even Dana like, hates that line. Yeah. Uh, I think no that the may or may not scene would have been better. Uh, yes. Yes, I agree with you. Dave, what are you talking The may or may not scene is so charming. It's fun, it's charming, but it is a little over the top. Like, watching it, actually seeing, you know, the most of it through the behind the scenes and all that, it's not that great. He's from Toydelphia, Funsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, okay, so, okay. both scenes suck, in my opinion. Both are yeah, low yeah, light, would be low lights. <laughs> both would be low lights for the movie for me. But uh, I think the toy one is better because the character, just in concept, is funnier. I like the no-yo line. <laughs> <laughs> the Funbrella. He's he's charming. Um, uh, a lot of there's an extended with scene with Constable Mueller where he had a mouse in his pocket. 
Yeah, yep. that would bite his finger. Uh, apparently one of the henchmen in that scene was a porn actor. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, because the uh, the way they reveal it was just like, yeah, they didn't say which one, but they were like, one of the henchmen came up to us afterwards and was like, this is the first movie that I had all of my clothes on for. Yeah. <laughs> King. Uh, we learned that Dana Carvey's brother did the special effects for the hologram scene. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting his family work. You uh, Chef Palmer was a featured extra that they liked so much they decided to give him lines. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Good for them, at least. Uh, we confirmed that the ninjas were used to, uh, avoid a PG-13 rating. Yeah. Which still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but okay. No, no yeah. that's like a weird, it's still a weird scene. The MPA is weird, though. Yeah, um, the dark side, light side thing was a producer suggestion? Yeah, which is so weird to me. Like, who, was Adam Sandler per- just suggesting that? Like, Well, I don't, it's hard to tell, because they had 11 producers. Yeah. Yeah, who the Yeah, f- they also the joke about that. Yeah. Yeah, and like, one of the producers was like, hey, what if we just did Star Wars? Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, like they cared so little about this movie that they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, Dana admits that he doesn't have a George W. Uh, impersonation, so he just copied Will Ferrell. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know the uh, the prehistoric flashback where the caveman disguise he gets eaten by the T Rex. Uh, they mentioned that a little bit, and like again, that seems like a very expensive scene. For yeah, that they just cut. didn't. Yeah, yeah. which sounds yeah. like it might be like a good scene too. So like, like well, I, you, you hear about like the cost of all the CGI. Like, um, what was it? Hold on, the the mask poles were. Yeah, yeah, they kept talking about how expensive they were. Two hundred twenty-eight k per. Uh, that's fucked. <laughs> Like, that's good, a though. lot of money for like a CGI mask pull. You do better. Know. You do one better. One of them looks good. One of them looks good. The uh, Jessica Simpson one looks terrible because her eyes yeah. are still moving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it looks like freaky. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't know. So the director's commentary um, gave Dude, it, you just it helped. A lot it was a better viewing than it was better viewing than normal, but it still sucked. Yeah, I'm with Michael there. I don't know. It just like gave me such an overload of new information that I'm like feeling a little bit more with it now. Yeah, but it made me mad. So much of the new information pissed me off. Yeah, but it's an emotion at least. I was feeling nothing last month. <laughs> it's better than numbness. Well, okay. Think about last month's episode. Chris spoke for like a full hour, and like Michael, you and I had like five minutes of content. Yeah. We were lucky we had Chris there last month. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen again. Like, I'm going to fucking, like, do content again. Um, I'm going to put some effort in. And that's should, why, that's why the director's commentary happened. Should I start with my uh, notes? Yeah, go, go ahead. So, I don't have a ton. I don't know. I watched it. And, uh, it sucks still. But um, I uh, was Emily and I, my fiance and I were walking through the store and um, the song that plays during the Mr. Purr dance scene was playing, like just in the <laughs> grocery store. And like without even, me even realizing that that song was playing, I just started picturing that scene in my head. Like it, it's like that see, that song is like ruined. It's not a good song that I listen to, but I, like I can't even think about it. And then um, today we were watching Dahmer and in the first episode, 
um, he's watching The Exorcist, and yeah. uh, the music plays The Exorcist theme song. And my first thought, I swear to God, was the Master of Disguise wasn't out yet. What's he watching? <laughs> <laughs> you did this last month where you saw like a Jaws reference somewhere and you're like, oh, Master yeah. Disguise reference. Yeah, that tin is still sitting next to me. It's this fucking is stealing your soul. Yeah, and then on top of that, um, we got a fan email that I need to read through. It's kind of lengthy. Um, we get a lot of fan emails. You know, I'm sifting through them all day, but this is just one that really stood yeah, out. Yeah, really it's are so you. <laughs> um, hey, Turtle Club, this is from Ben. Uh, hey, Turtle Club, you all sounded pretty exhausted by the end of your September episode. <laughs> it's important you don't lose touch with your energy go before the end of the year. So in order to refuel your passion for the magical art of disguise, I'd like to spotlight a peculiar moment in time that has uh, lingered in the re- recesses of my mind for the better part of 20 years. In April 2002, I was seven years old and watched a lot of Nickelodeon and had seen uh, several TV spots for this strange-looking film not to be released for another four months. Uh, ostensibly for children, the ads left us utterly bewildered. Wow, this person is a beautiful writer, I would just like to add. Yeah, when did um, that uh, Who is Dana Carvey? Why did he dress up like a large turtle guy? And why did the turtle guys incessantly re- uh, repeat the word turtle? Uh, and mo- most importantly, why did the turtle guy not be turtle enough for the turtle club? Sony Pictures knew we had questions. It was time for the turtle guy to come to out of his shell and give us answers. The plan? Crash the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> yes, on April 20th, 2002, 420, uh, he's a B-O-Y uh, marijuana joke. The turtle guy walked uh, uh, the orange carpet. I didn't know that the Teen Choice Awards had an orange carpet. That's kind of oh, funny. Oh, you didn't know that? No, that, that's yeah, a thing. it's fun. That's funny as hell. I never watched the Teen Choice Awards. Did you guys watch that? Uh, Kids Choice yes. Awards, buddy. Oh, whatever. And yes, you watched I it? Watched Sam Levers as a kid. Yes, I did. Is that the one where they would slime people? Yes. Yeah. No, I never watched that. I always found that boring. Anyway, the blimp. The turtle guy walked the orange carpet. Uh, he is uh, with his friend Spider Man and the late Steve Irwin. Here he is, and it's a picture of the turtle guy and Steve Irwin. Rest in peace. And then. Uh, a few pictures of the turtle guy with Spider-Man. If you just Google uh, what I'm saying, I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah, um, I'm seeing that. Yes, uh, but he didn't stop there. 43 minutes into the show, the turtle guy joined host Rosie O'Donnell on stage. That's funny, it's like Rosie O'Donnell hosts Rosie there. O'Donnell, why? Side what? comment. Wait, 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 side comment. I'm, I apologize. So I'm a big fan of the show Survivor. Season 4 of Survivor, Marquesas, the one where Vesepio wins and Boston Rob starts his first season. Sure. Um, Eli kind of gets that. Um, the reunion show was hosted by Rosie O'Donnell, and she comes out on a motorcycle. The what? fuck? I don't... Yeah. Okay, I, I guess I missed the Rosie O'Donnell, like, career highlight in the early 2000s. I never really liked her. Sam Levers, did you like Rosie? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. She had her own talk show for a minute, too. Oh, uh, funny thing about that. Uh, I get, went to a garage sale. I got some blank VHS tapes. They do have recordings of the Rosie O'Donnell show on them. <laughs> That's what? funny as fuck. Um, okay, so continuing. Uh, 43 minutes into the show, the troll guy joined Rosie O'Donnell on stage. Dana was so one with his energy ego that he forgot his real identity. So Rosie had to call his name twice before he appeared. And then he linked uh, the video... Um, if you guys want to look at yourself, it's called Nickelodeon Kids Teen Choice Awards 2002. It's about an hour and 15 minutes long. 
And 43 minutes and 47 seconds in, it happens. Um, Needless to say, what followed baffled the crowd and disturbed the viewers at home. (laughs) Hopefully, you're baffled, disturbed, and inspired enough to break down this important piece of pop culture history on the October episode. Your podcast can help uh, a generation of traumatized adults recover from the years of the totally childhood nightmares. P.S. As I was putting this email together, I came across a photo published in the Rolling Stone. It looks to be a deleted scene not featuring in the final film where on the DVD is the Energico Who Stole Christmas uh, adaptation. A thinly veiled theme at Jim Carrey, whose Grinch adaptation made more money during its opening weekend than The Master of Disguise made its entire run so many questions so few answers hope you guys you guys are our only hope and it's a picture of dana carvey reading a book called the energy go who stole christmas this ben person put more work into this email than we did in the into the entirety of last month's episode yeah ben shout out Jesus. Okay. So, what's wild about this? I used to watch the Kids Choice Awards uh, every year, so I definitely saw this. I just I don't remember this at all. I don't recall the turtle guy being there. (laughs) Like a traumatic memory. You remember that? So, um, I refreshed myself on the video real quick, uh, and what happens on stage? Pretty much for those who don't feel like looking it up. Uh, it's just, he gets up there and he's the turtle guy, not much of a character, just pretty much saying turtle all over and over. And, uh, then he bites Rosie O'Donnell's head. The fuck? <laughs> he bites Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. What the fuck, man? Okay, yeah, no, that's traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, like, I really want to thank Ben for this, because this is just... Yeah. So like we this uh, the the pictures of Steve Irwin with the turtle guy have finally got been explained because we did bring this up on a past episode actually yeah yes uh, I think I think it was episode six with the uh, uh, second Christian uh, guest uh, he brought this up or something he googled it and um, now we know why they were together yeah. but again like I just don't understand what like. Mm, mm, I don't it's, know. Uh, I just don't understand the appeal of I the turtle guy. It's too early to like speculate, but I gotta I gotta dig in on this. Too early. Yeah, is this canon? Yeah, is this yeah. canon? How we canon need to dig into this? the lore of the kids' choice awards. <laughs> Again, this is more evidence to the theory that uh Dana Carvey isn't real. It's all just pistachio. No, this is the real theory. Yes. Sam Reverse, tell me what you think about this. The movie is like have you seen Shutter Island? Yes. It's Dana Carvey wishing he was more successful than he was. And so he made this fake movie in his head uh, called The Master of Disguise. And it's not real. Everyone's just going along with it to make him feel better. But in reality, he's trapped in this hell. So the movie only takes place within Dana Carvey's head. Yes. Is Dana Carvey just in like a padded cell, like doing a podcast for himself? Pretty much. So Sandlerverse, what do you think about this? I do think it is very interesting. And I just need a yes or no. Yeah, is it Lord <laughs> or not? Okay. So yeah. Okay, please, unless Pistachio Disguise oh. is in the next Netflix Adam Sandler movie, I want to say this is canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's fucking go. We're I mean, they mind. made sequels to like Bench Warmers and like other early Happy Madison shit. Like, but the difference between that is that with Bench Warmers two, that's like Universal, like trying to milk it. Like Adam Sandler has nothing. To yeah, do like with they it. did with Christmas Vacation too. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying, why not make a Master of Disguise sequel that has nothing to do with Dana Carvey? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 was thinking, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, <laughs> if they do announce a Master of Disguise remake, reboot, or whatever, would Twitter just be very pissed off and be like, oh, they're remaking my childhood f- class? Oh, God. <laughs> no, if anyone, no. Whenever people talk about positively about this movie, I get fucking pissed. But that's the thing. Like every time I bring this movie up to people, like they have all these fun memories of stuff of stuff that just didn't happen. So then, like I show them the actual movie, and I'm pointing out like all the hyper racist and non sequential yeah. scenes that just don't make sense. And I'm like, look, look at that. He just farted. Isn't that funny? And they're just like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then my last note um, is that uh, I have finally showed this to two friends at work. Oh. oh, and uh, they liked it. They thought it was funny. So, uh, you know, I'm branching out. Good for starting, you, Michael. Starting to get out yeah. there, Michael. Nice. Good one of them. One of them is actually pissed. Family. Nope. One of them is actually pissed at uh, <laughs> nope. at Eli because the new episode is late. She texted me and was like, "Hey, where's the new episode?" And I said, "It's fucking <laughs> shithead, Eli." Yeah, my stupid fucking power went out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Way to go, yeah, dude. yeah. I'll take blame. Uh, Michael, is that your notes? Yeah, I'm I'm done, though. All right, Sandlerverse, would you like to go next? Yeah, please. Uh, yes. I do have a lot of notes, but I'm just going to Hit the highlights. Okay, then. hit. Okay, then. So I mentioned Guy Dandy. Uh, the, okay, then. Let me see. I, I still think Pistachio would fuck his own muddle. Just from the Interesting. Point. Interesting. <laughs> no, I okay. agree. I think he so, definitely yeah. would. So 100%. I have a I have a thing on to back that up actually because what? um no, in you the, don't. What no, you I do. About? In the in the Ugh. director's commentary, he goes, Gammy num nums is what I affectionately called my mother. No. Oh. oh. Pistachio oh. wants to fuck his mom. Just Edith. like how Dane just like how Dana Carvey wants to fuck his mom. <laughs> Also, I think I know why he's named Pistachio, because he's a nut. Oh, <laughs> boom! How did we miss this? I think. Uh, I wait, think wait, that actually might actually joke. be it. Yeah, I think Chris I, made I a similar that. joke. Like I saw that on the back of the DVD that I got. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How did we miss? Wait, that? Sandlerverse, did you own the DVD for this movie before we contacted you? Uh, no, I had the, boot, like, a bootleg Blu-ray that my father got, uh, <laughs> in, in the city. Uh, we just oh. been using that, and... What? Wait, okay, okay, hold on. No, 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 you were not glossing over this. So, uh, one, in the city, so he traveled to a bootleg movie shop and bought the Master of Disguise on Blu-ray, which has never been released on Blu-ray, I want to point that out, because when never you said it. initially... In the t- on our d- Twitter DMs, you said you owned it on Blu-ray. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't exist on Blu-ray." Yeah, and actually, that makes so much sense. I actually yeah. want to imagine it's some dude in like a trench coat. And he pulls it open. and He's got a bunch of Blu-rays. <laughs> was it like a, an official version, or was it like a handy cam in a movie theater? No, no, it was like the official version. Again, it was it's 1080p. I think they just like copied it from like Amazon or something, put it in the disc. Why did he buy it? My dad, uh, <laughs> my dad just buys bootleg movies from people. Just even if he likes it or not. Yeah, you, even if he likes it or not. 
I I did that a couple times when I lived in uh, New York. Uh, there's like these dudes who would sit on blankets on corners with just stacks and stacks of movies. And this dude uh, was selling Jurassic World on Blu-ray uh, for a dollar fifty, and I had exactly a dollar fifty on me. And I was like, "Hey, can I have that?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then uh, I still have that. I, it doesn't play on anything I've put it into. <laughs> um, I, I keep continuing. Okay, then. Uh, about my sort of disguise bootlegs, I just want to say that. Uh, for those that don't know, I do own a VHS uh, cam rip of Master Disguise. A cam rip? Yes. Whoa, no way. Like from a movie theater? Like from a movie theater. Like. Uh, when was last? Uh, did you watch it this month? Yeah, I watched it this month. I made a tweet about it. A lot of people Whoa. were like, oh, you gotta like digitize it, upload it. And I, I've been talking to the bootleg community. I have, it is preserved somewhere in like a Google Drive. If oh if you God. could get that to us, I would love to have yeah, that. I will, I'm not joking. I will give you fifteen dollars. <laughs> Thirty. Okay then. Like I'm gonna re-record it. Uh, I got new equipment, so I can. So it would be like the best, highest bootleg quality. Ever. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I have so many questions about this. Is watching this on a camera? Yes. Were Were there other people in the movie theater? No. Ah. It was just one dude. I think I think like you might see some guy's head pop up once or twice, but that's it. Is there any laughing in the theater? Any like? No, it's dead silence. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, vintage. That that's what we want. We 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 talked about how people reacted in theaters. Oh my god, I want this so fucking bad. I I, want this. Oh my god, I want this so fucking bad. Dude, hell yeah. That's the best guess we've had That's so far. I will, I will pay for whatever it takes to get it digitized and pay you money for it. No, no <laughs> d- don't pay me. Like, today, I've been just digitizing VHS tapes of get- Cats and Dogs and the fucking Rugrats movie. I can do oh this for your child. You don't have to. Please. Oh, my God. Oh, please. my God. This is the best day of my fucking life. Yes. That, holy the, we're, shit. We're going to do a deep dive conversation on that next month, hopefully. Oh, my God. Oh, my this God. This is the best day of my fucking life. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Sandler versus continue. Dude, Sandler versus. Okay. Fuck, yeah. Thank you. Uh, let me, oh, yeah. I do find it interesting, like, how near the finale, like, all of the treasure like all the stuff that bowman is selling are like american themed yeah and i just and i'm just thinking like did that have something to do with like 9-11 is this supposed to be like some symbolism with america kind of Ooh. Like, no i no we've we've discussed this before how 9-11 like influenced oh influence yeah. i didn't think about that with like the, yeah. the things that were stolen though yeah that is That's a good point. Added little detail there like, yeah. I like the Liberty Bell, the Lunar Space trying to be very, very, like, pro-American traditional values and, like, yes. make the bad oh, guy out yeah. like he's stealing American stuff. Oh, definitely. That's a good point. I never thought about that. Like, it's not like exclusively that. American stuff, but he does have a lot of, like, American... And, the, and like, like weird, like, a lot of time gets, like, um... All of, well, all of the three main ones that are stolen, we see get stolen are all American artifacts. And it's weird to give a shit about the Liberty Bell, because who fucking gives a shit about the Liberty Bell? All you know what I mean? Fan, all of our fan in Philadelphia. Yeah, and so, like, <laughs> it's interesting that they included the Liberty Bell, but now it makes sense. That's a good point. Yeah, with the Betsy Ross original. 
Yeah. And the Die Hard 2 hair piece. Yeah. <laughs> All American treasures. Yes. And in the director's commentary, I do... I found it interesting that they were trying to make this, like, kind of like a storybook, fable feel to it. Yeah. With, like, Pistachio's little village, the lighting. Right. I yeah. don't think they did that on purpose. They say no. that in the commentary, but I don't believe I don't it so. at all. I think they just no. made a bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm there. It's fun to see, like, you know, the little walkable city, but, eh. The walkable, what's the fucking, like, a Twitter, like, <laughs> like <laughs> we need more walkable cities. <laughs> yeah, not just bikes. Yeah, when I say walkable cities, this is what I mean, and it's just a picture of Pistachio's city. <laughs> yeah, it's just a... It's, it's not a even a city, just a close-up of Pistachio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what else do I have. Oh, yeah, uh, hot take. I think the end credits were pretty cool. What? Like how yeah. it... No. Like, I just love movies that, like, never do, like, black credits. They always have... Oh, okay, that's fair, credit. but, like, I'll, I'll, why I'll not just add that. more? Yeah. There's scenes in that end credits that should be in the movie. The movie's so fucking short for no reason. It is, but... It would be better if it was just, like, the dancing scenes or whatever. Like, the people dancing yeah. by their credits. Like and maybe, like, you know, scenes. like, the post credit scene and stuff is fun. And it is kind of fun to see the wedding. But then they just, like, put in straight-up deleted scenes in there. Yeah. Like, the big butt-like thing. Yeah. With the fembots. Like, that's so stupid. Yes. And I... Th- I guess, like, my final thought is that I did watch the alternate ending. Yeah. In America. That is it. Okay, isn't that significantly better than the original one? No, I think it's Wolves. Oh, my God. It's Tandler verse. Oh, my God. The thing I hate the most is, like, how the the grandpa is like, but you you didn't use an open hand. You used a closed fist. And, like, if that was in... if. That was the final scene, and they like they never mentioned like the closed fist, except that one time in the beginning, and they treat like mm-hmm. oh, oh my god, pistachios like getting more violent and stuff. And <laughs> to I, me, like, yeah. to me, it it feels more like like developed though. In the original ending, it just fucking it's like. It ends, and then it's like, oh, wait, we have to get the Constitution back, even though he doesn't steal the Constitution. And then it's like, okay, we got it back because we made him fart. Like, Well, <laughs> also, so, like, I, I don't know if you saw the full alternate ending Sandler verse or just the one that's on YouTube. Yeah, but, uh, uh, no, the DVD commentary. I oh, okay, the then, yes, you DVD. saw the full thing. I What I like about the alternate ending also is that you get a nice moment between uh, Fabrizio and the grandpa in that Yeah, yeah you never exactly. get Yeah. And also, you get to see the wedding, and you get to see the grandpa turn back into the cuteness. They're a yeah. great family. And also, yeah. also, I like that Pistachio narrates the ending. Like, it's the passing of the just, torch. Yeah, passing of the torch from the wow. grandpa. Wow. Yeah. Like, I guess another thing, I like, I only had two big issues with the alternate ending. The closed fist thing, and the whole, like... The cuteness, the grandpa's the dog thing. No, that's good. That's good. It explains a lot of weird plot points. Yes. It's very dumb, though. It is. Yeah. So, Sandra, you don't like the cuteness as the grandpa? No, like, (laughs) it just made that one scene where they're on the bench, and then the lady's like, I don't want to do... 
I don't know. Like, I don't want to date old men. Then the dog just gets the book and then just goes to the page where, yeah. you, know, you got to date old men. And I'm like, that's yeah. a little bit creepy. That is creepy. That's a good point. page 52. No, it's definitely yeah. creepy because, like, if you think about that for uh, even a little bit, like, there, it's basically saying that Jennifer has to be an escort. Yeah. 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 It is a little, a little gross. And the grandpa as the dog is like, hell yeah, you gotta be an escort. <laughs> Didn't yeah, read the small them, print, huh? The scary <laughs> monsters say you gotta fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> this That's is an extra the little like, this is an actual yeah. like turnout behind the first turnout that you had to pull. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other notes for you, St. Louis? Uh, let, let me look it up. Let me see what else did I say. Um, let me see. Uh, let me see. Closed fist. Uh, dog with cherry yeah. pie. Man. Uh, so, so quick question for you: After viewing this movie four times this month, has it gone up or down in your ratings, or stayed the same? I, I would say it stayed the same. Wow. So okay, oh, wow. we did, we talked about this in the original recording a little bit, but Sandlerverse has a tier list of all the Sandlerverse movies. It's his tweets. It, it's fucking. It's the worst thing of all time. Yeah, I get ranked, mad sometimes thinking about it. You ranked uh, Master of Disguise like a three out of five. Yeah, and Billy Madison below it. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to repeat myself. I feel like Billy is a table character, and as an Italian, I love pistachios. <laughs> and again, uh, like I said in the original recording, you should be a, uh, you should hate pistachio. More. No, listen, us Italian Americans have bad representation in media, so we need to take what we can get. So Tony Soprano, pistachio disguise, these are the things. Uh, okay, yeah, Wait, yeah. have you ever walked into a New York pizza shop and they have a picture of pistachio up on the wall? Yeah, <laughs> that's Not how yet. you know if it's good Italian representation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be you more walk likely. Into a college Wait, dorm room. Do you now, see an Italian guy with a poster? Now of I have a question for you. I have a question for you. After watching this movie for so long, would you be more or less likely to get pizza at a place that had a signed copy from Dana Carvey in there? <laughs> more or less likely? Uh, I, I would definitely more likely to buy. Yeah. I think I no. I think I'd get out. I think I would. I would see that and get pissed and get leave. I think. Oh, I would I, be so excited. I would, uh, honestly, I, I'm not usually like this, but I would consider stealing it off the wall. Yeah, I'm not usually like this. <laughs> I'm not usually like this. <laughs> Guys, Eli's not a thief. He wants you to know that. I want it to be known that I ain't no thief. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would steal <laughs> a signed picture of <laughs> Dana Carvey from a Brooklyn pizza shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In that so, specific scenario, I would. So, like, if anyone, exactly. I, I just want to know that uh, my alibi is that I'm not in New York right now. So, if that happens, it, yeah. it wasn't me, but I would totally do that. My it was alibi. Me. It was me. Sandovers, <laughs> 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 do you have anything else? Uh, let me see what else. Uh, <laughs> The bootleg, the theater bootleg kind of gives me, like, late night adult swim vibes. Does nice! Yeah, that's what I want. Nice. And uh, <laughs> my, my last thought is that uh, a year ago I made a theme of where the Total Club is. And I would say that it is in uh, Newark. I mean, no. Let me just reread it. Uh, no, the Total Club would be 
New Hoboken, and Bowman's estate would be in Staten Island. See, we have uh, theories about this as well. We were thinking more east, uh, west coast. Yeah, yeah like, I'm thinking uh, like like L.A. or San Diego. But you're like, you're on the east coast vibe, thinking Newark. I don't. Newark would make sense for the Italian vibe. It I can see that. I also think Chicago a little bit. I get a Chicago vibe. Eh. Yeah. Did you guys ever see uh, Little Italy with Hayden Christensen? Yeah, so that's an example of bad representation for Italians. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hayden Christensen is so Italian. Yeah, Look at his uh-huh. tan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he didn't get that at the beach. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he hates sand. But, uh, I, oh I don't know. Uh, as far as like the setting of this movie, we've always said West Coast, and I think the evidence we have to support that was that they're drinking Soleil mineral water in the restaurant, yeah. which is the West Coast. And that's water. only on the West Coast, which we have tried to get. St. Louis, you're on the East Coast, right? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm in New York. Damn it. Yeah, Damn it. see, that's the problem. Because that's we Soleil need to get water. Liam. We want it. We need to we get Liam so to send it to us. We need Liam <laughs> to send it to us. You were in San Diego a few months ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. It? Oh, okay. Yes, I you looked for up. it. I looked for it fucking everywhere, and I could not find it. And I remember one time we were, like, just, like, in a regular store just getting snacks. And I was, like, kind of snooping around after we had gotten everything. And Emily goes, like, what are you looking for? I'm like, nothing. I was too embarrassed to tell her. I was too embarrassed to tell her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, Sandler versus is that it for your notes? Are we, uh, should we move on? Yeah, I think that's about it for now. Awesome. uh, Oh, my God. I am very excited to, uh see that fucking bootleg seriously that is that is the best best uh, that's the only thing keeping me from fucking blowing my brains out from watching (laughs) this movie another time that's amazing that's the best piece that i have heard out of any guest we've had so far yeah that's so exciting you are my favorite guest that's beautiful uh dave should you or i go next um i've only got like a couple of things i'll I'll just uh i'll I'll just uh, wrap up here so like i mean we um Eli, you and I did a watch like a little bit ago, and uh, you had pointed out that um, Fabrizio's name is Frabrizio. Oh it's yeah, F R A B B, not just A B B. That's only in the credits, and everywhere else it's Fabrizio. No, no, no. I found another example of an R. It's on oh. the front of the restaurant, the big sign. It's and it has the R. It yeah, says it Fabrizio's has... so, restaurant. So they I'm... fucked up his name in all the press, all of that. Everywhere else, the only other example I could find of Fabrizio was in Roger Ebert's review. <laughs> Roger Ebert review. Does he Roger like the movie? Ebert calls him Fabrizio. So this entire time, Fabrizio has been Fabrizio. Yeah. Wow. It's almost and like his whole life is a, is a disguise. I only noticed this when I I, I was uh, I watched the movie and then I paused the credits and uh, we we're freaking out about it. We we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I want to point out real quick. You guys texted sometimes, not all the time. Eli always does, but David and I are worse with it. We'll text when we're watching the movie. We'll just say watching the Master of Disguise 2002, and they both sent it at the same time. And I was like, damn it! I know they're watching together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we watched together. It was a, it was a big deal. It, it was pretty spur of the moment, and um, but yeah, that uh, so it's Fabrizio officially. Yeah, that that was so fucking confusing to see because I'm like, there's no way, and I know for a fact that we went back in an earlier episode, going like, is it Fra or Fa? 
Yeah, and it uh, I think Fabrizio is better. Fabrizio is weirder to say. Well, I looked it up. So Fabrizio is a name. It's a real Italian name. Fabrizio is not. Oh, that's even weirder. Then. When so I googled like a... Fabrizio, the only thing that came up was Roger Ebert's review of Master Disguise. Wow! <laughs> Did he like the movie? What's his no, review? He hated it. His no, exact quote was, it's like a party guest who thinks they're funny and is not. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. It was fun for like one second, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> well, Sophia does give the best review of this movie there is. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. really the does. The funny she voices, it. the little jokes. It was fun for like one second. <laughs> Only one second? Um... So in the director's commentary, uh, they mentioned something that like I had to like rewind and listen to. They mentioned the Rube Goldberg machine for opening up the, yeah. the nest, and then even they went, "Who's gonna set this up next time?" Every yeah. <laughs> Who, who's they say idea it was? They said it was someone's idea. Oh, I don't know where. I thought it was someone like on the production team or something. Yeah. It was fun to see. Like, don't get me wrong, it's very fun to watch, but at the same time. Who the fuck is setting this up every time? And then they go on to reveal it's like, oh yeah, the grandpa's been living in the attic this entire time. Yeah. Um the whole gammy num nums thing being like what Dana Carvey calls his mom. That was fucking that was terrifying. Weird. That was really fucking weird. The bodyguard being a porn star, that was funny. Yeah, like flip a coin. There's the two main ones. Which one was it? I literally paused it and was like looking at both. I'm like, which one is? Like, I think more it's the. I think it's the bald one. I, really I also guess the, the bald dude. one, but I don't know if that's just because of like Johnny Sins being so famous. I think no, the bald like the other guy just doesn't give me porn star vibe. The bald one kind of does. I would fuck. Yeah, him. he he does. That's the that's the problem. But I really want it to be the short dude. Just Sam Levers, what do you think? I do think it might be the bald guy. Yeah, bald guy. All right, I'll, I guess I'll side with the bald guy. <laughs> um, the if we ever, if anyone can find his porn, I'll give you fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, please send it into the, the the Turtle Club or just the email. Club if, you can, if you can find account. porn with anyone from this movie, I'll give you fifty dollars. Or just add us on Twitter. That'd be even better. Yeah, the Turtle, Turtle Club, Club sixty nine. The Turtle Club Pod. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the slapping dummy man looking like Mario. They do not explain that at all. No, they don't. I was hoping they wouldn't. The commentary and they just yeah, like anywhere they they mentioned that it was like, oh yeah, we built the costume around the slapping dummy man so he could like move his hands around and shit. But right, but they, yeah, yeah, it's it's dumb. Yeah, the two hundred twenty eight k for the mask pull offs. That's insane. Like that's it's just really fucking insane. That's just crazy. Uh, I don't know. Like I already talked about the turtle club scene with the cigars. That's just fucking gross. Yep. Oh, and then um, <laughs> the last one. Uh, the last real note I've got here is uh the whole color theory thing. They talked about it. They're like, oh, we wanted to make like you know Barney and Pistachio nice warmer colors with like oranges and reds. Yeah, and, and then Bowman Devlin blue. Bowman's yeah, blue, like, cooler colors. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess. Whatever. Doesn't really come They were trying something. They were trying something. Yeah, they tried to make a good movie and failed. And they apparently. succeeded. I liked Chris's theory that it was to represent the political parties. Yeah. <laughs> it, I wonder, what do you guys think Dana Carvey's political views are? 
Uh, I don't know. I I tried to watch his stand-up special that's on Netflix, and he, like, tries... He does, like, impersonations of, like, Trump and, like, Obama, and, like, he does, like, both sides type stuff. So I uh, I definitely don't know. I feel like he's a libertarian centrist. His stand-up would be fucking awful. It really isn't good. (laughs) (laughs) He does a... He does a not very good Trump, um... I saw a talk show bit with him semi recently where he yeah. does Joe Biden and it's not a very good one. He uh he's just not very funny. <laughs> Adam Sandler has a thing on uh Netflix that's actually very good. Yeah, I love yeah. uh Adam Sandler's stand up special. It's really good. Have you seen Dana Carvey's stand up special of Sandler Riz? Uh no, I have not. Shit. You gotta uh, watch it's it. It's bad. It's it's really bad. It's in the Sandlerverse. It's a, it's in the Sandlerverse. Like okay, then for me, like one hundred percent fresh isn't counts as a Sandlerverse thing because it was made by Happy Madison Productions. And like the moment I run out of stuff to post my account, I'm gonna be like, okay, then screw it. I'm gonna do the stand-up stuff. I'm gonna have do the Nick Swolton stuff. I'm gonna do the Kevin James stuff. Yeah, Grandma's boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here comes the boom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last thing I've got here is, uh, is, is a fun, a fun October question. What, okay. um, so like real or fake from a movie or not or whatever, what monster looks the most like Cherry Pie Man? <laughs> I, Cherry Pie Man looks horrifying by itself. I, we've talked about this. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, I have been getting really into Hellraiser lately, yeah. and he looks like Frank from the first Hellraiser before he has a body. Yes. Huh. Okay. Because okay. Frank, Frank or uh, the guy in the second Hellraiser who has like the thing, uh, the text above his head that's like, God kill me or whatever. Yeah, I know. Or, I'm, I'm in hell. hell. Help I've me. I've only seen the first Hellraiser, so I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yes. and um, I that's Cherry Pie Man. He's a he's a fucking freak from Hellraiser who wanted pleasure. I know this is a throwback to uh, like an early early episode of ours, but it truly is bizarre that one of the guards like immediately says it's Cherry Pie Man because if I yeah. saw that running down the hallway and I wouldn't go, oh, I wouldn't dude, go. That's would, Cherry Pie I Man. I would shit myself. <laughs> Absolutely, holy it shit! It is. And he's so casual. He's so casually just like, it's Jerry Boy, man. Get him. Like, they're all trying to tackle it. Like, if I saw that, I would not try to tackle it. I'm like, this is a monstrosity from, like, an eldritch below. This is like a god that I wasn't supposed to see. (laughs) It's it's like from, like, the Lovecraftian universe. Trying to comprehend it would throw my brain through. It's it's Lovecraftian. It's literally Lovecraftian. Yeah, it, like it's the thing that should not be, like that Metallica song. It's just yeah, it is. Hard. All right, we don't talk about Metallica on this podcast. No, I always gotta <laughs> throw that in there. Um, it, like the Cherry Pie Man. I like every time I watch the movie, I really am thrown because that whole sequence of him running down the hallway and then through that area with the guards, it does look like Lynchian. Like it is, mm-hmm. it is something you would see in like Twin Peaks: The Return. Like it is yeah. just. Yeah. Dude, that's what Fucked I was up thinking. Looking. If you took all the audio out and replaced it with like different stuff, it's a horror scene. Yeah, something's fucking. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, like it looks like screaming. the eraser head baby grown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just cannot get over how fucked up the cherry pie man looks. 
Yeah. Michael, I was going to back you up and say it looks like a thing from Hellraiser. It yeah. does. All right, I'm going to get into my notes. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, please. That's that's all I had. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, like I said, I have been feeling a little bit more motivated this month. I watched it 12 times this month, um, okay. which is tying my record for the most times in a month. I'm nowhere near fucking Michael. No. Um, yeah, with but I, I started doing a little bit more research onto Dana Carvey himself and uh, some other things. And I, uh, I, I, uh, I didn't think it could happen, but my opinion has just sunk lower. Oh, uh, Jesus! Uh, I the sent this to Dave and Michael, but um, I found out that oh, uh, yeah, Dana Carvey yeah. has quite a few offensive characters on SNL. Oh, yeah, the God, Asian guy. Right. Hey, what's his name? It sounds like something J.K. Rowling would name something. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, one of his recurring characters, he played this character seven times in his career on SNL, including in an episode where he came back to host in the year 2000. Oh my God. Uh, oh. He has this character who is an Asian man who is obsessed with chickens named Ching Chang. Yeah. Ching <laughs> Chang. Literally like the most racist name of all time. It, Holy crap. it is comically <laughs> racist. Like I could not believe it, but I also... better or worse than Prince Lamiyama. I don't know. I mm. both are very bad. But I found another example of him doing oh like God. like Asian on SNL. He did this recurring skit called the Arakawa Group, where him oh, and a bunch no. of other pe- SNL people all dressed up as Japanese people on a talk show. God, oh, God. he talked about how fat and dumb Americans are, but they're doing these terrible offensive accents. It's fucked up. And so I was doing like a deep dive on a bunch of Dana Carvey SNL skits and I found those, but I did find one that I thought that was going to be way more offensive than it was. Uh, He had this character named Lyle, the effeminate heterosexual. Oh no. Where the, the, the joke is that he acts very stereotypically flamboyant, like an offensive portrayal of a gay man, but he's actually super duper straight. Okay. And so it's like it's like the metrosexual vibe. Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, went into it thinking like, okay, this is this has the potential to be one of the mo- most offensive things he's ever done. And honestly, it kind of it did make me laugh once. Oh boy. Uh, at one point, he's like playing poker with his dude bros, and he's talking about like, check out the juggalos on this hottie. Well, you know, Eli, you are known for your homophobia, so... Yeah, no, that's facts. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have tried to uh, I have tried to hate crime, hate crime Dave many, many times. Yep. Um, but uh, wow, that, that, that hey. one... <laughs> I think you've outed yourself. <laughs> terrible 90s SNL skit did make me laugh, so I don't know what that says about me. Uh, and I honestly should probably do some more introspection. Um, Gays are funny. There was one yeah. that he was in called Racist Bank Robbery. <laughs> Wait, no, that sounds funny. That sounds and, funny. And it was. It was funny. <laughs> uh, my wife um, is, is a black woman, and uh, I was watching Way it on brag. TV, and she's like, what is this? Yeah. This is really funny. I'm like, yeah. And it was about two robbers who were like, robbing a bank that just happens to have predominantly black people in it. And uh, the black people are mad that they're like not taking them hostage. <laughs> they're like if this was a white bank you would take i just hostage. found it on i just found it on youtube yeah 
Yeah, it was actually, it's not like great, but it was actually kind of funny. But with the title like that, I was expecting it to be way worse. Yeah. But so yeah, I just did a little bit of a deep dive on Dana Carvey a little bit, found out that he did uh, way more offensive stuff. Um, Not more offensive, but I say he did like more quantity wise. Um, A couple of little things that I noticed, uh, the muscle, uh, the muscular Jim Bowley, uh, it, near the beginning when they're flashing back where he's like oh you think you got muscles try this he's wearing a dutch flag on his shirt yeah i, I never understood that either i don't know what that is um uh. in the scene where pistachio has the shaving cream uh beard on he has a hockey stick yeah it's supposed to be a staff oh. i know it's supposed to be a staff but but does pistachio play hockey yeah no i see i saw where you were going with it we've talked about him having a hockey stick before but that i never thought about that i mean he Um, had the knee pads so like did he go out and buy those or did he just have them that's what i'm saying like there's this whole backstory here where pistachio plays street hockey yeah Uh... and growing up he was a street hockey player we never even got into this this is interesting this is this is um Oh adding God, a is lot that, is that to me and the ice cream man <laughs> wow this is uh, uh i never I'm, viewed pistachio as as athletic yeah and now but... i'm thinking like what if he was secretly really good because we know he can drum maybe uh, he used to disguise himself into wayne gretzky and <laughs> he's just doing it in imitation yeah but he didn't know <laughs> yeah he had no idea he was using energy go uh while dave and i were walking uh watching together uh coolio died yeah, yeah. R.I.P. So while we were watching the movie, we played Gangster's Paradise. Yeah, living in a gangster's <laughs> it, it paradise. It played over the uh, the first Trent scene. Nice. Oh no, that's a good scene actually. With uh, and it was a better scene with Coolio. Yeah. <laughs> with Gangster's Paradise playing. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, I don't know, 12th century Tuscan uh, nest in a box that has English on the outside. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, that's they, fucked. They mentioned that. Uh, they yeah. mentioned that in the director's commentary. Yeah, uh, Keenan Thompson is eating trick cereal. We already pointed. Oh, out. we never. That's a, that's a brand we never noticed. I think. No, yeah, yeah we, we never once mentioned the brand of cereal. It's tricks. Wow. Um, we, we mentioned it like way in the, way forever ago. Tricks um ads. Tricks uh sucks. That's a B. That's a fucking D tier cereal. I like tricks. I think you're yeah, fucked. Well, Sandler versus yeah, yeah, trick cereal. Not, uh, not your ass. Okay, I only cereal that I eat are Lucky Charms. King, that's a king mover there. Lucky Charms, Cinnamon uh, Toast Crunch, and Honey Nut Cheerios are the top three. Okay, yeah. all, right, all right, all right, all right. I'm an oatmeal guy. Okay, Cinnamon Toast Crunch definitely. I don't like Lucky Charms very much. I don't like marshmallows. Yeah, you're fucked up, dude. I'm gonna come out of left field and, and just say Golden Grams because that's. All right, get out, get him out of here. Yeah, get don't, the fuck out of here, get, Dave. Don't. You're not in this conversation. This, this is a fucking boomer now. asshole over here. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. It's like, oh, back stand. in my day, we ate pencil yeah. shavings. <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. Pencil shavings. Piece we of had shit. rocks for milk. Yeah. Uh, I found a, an interesting loop here. Uh, so Austin Wolf, the actor for Barney Baker, he yeah. was in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle playing a six-year-old Reese. It all connects. <laughs> Wait, how does that connect? He's the Malcolm in your middle. Oh, Fuck! Reese is the uh Wow. That makes a lot like of sense. The second older brother, yeah. What yeah, happened so first? He was the middle. What happened first? That scene or the movie? 
Uh, I, I, I think uh, I think he acted in it after this movie. Okay, so I wonder if he got that role because of the Master of Disguise. He was inspired. No, no, no. Yeah. They saw him at that scene and were like, whoa, you got a nice shout out. Thanks, Dana. Yeah, give we me that hire... Yeah, give me I that fucking him. kid. I want him to be the Malcolm in my middle. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a thing I never really noticed before, the scene where the slapping dummy man is chasing uh, Pistachio down the street is the best looking scene in the movie. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it it's like... Strong. It's at like sunset. It's got it that crane looks shot. Good, like it looks like the only part shot, of this yeah. movie that looks like a g- real movie. Yep. It's weird. Like, um, one thing that we I am amazed that we never ever realized for Brizio does blackface in this movie. When he disguises when? himself as Michael Johnson. Oh. <gasps> oh wow i never thought about that oh and actually the, he does it twice because um you see the pictures that uh um uh jennifer gets from uh bowman's mansion does it he disguise himself as Whoopi goldberg yeah okay all right fabrizio does it, hold on hold on dramatic does it count does it count as blackface well okay not in our universe black mask because to us uh, obviously, they just got the actor, but no, in the yeah. universe of the Master Disguise, he did blackface. He dressed up know, as a black person because it, he didn't dress up as a black person. He became another person. I don't know. So, are you saying that Prince Lalijama isn't offensive? So, is it more like cultural yeah. appropriation? That's what I'm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not even cultural appropriation. It's that culture because it's not Dana Carvey anymore. It's Prince Lalijama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, we've discussed yeah, this before uh, that in the universe <laughs> of Master Disguise, it, like he he doesn't Eli, do I'll, face, uh, but in, I'll send in you the uh, it's offensive. I'll this send you the, the regular. I'll send you the regular to cut that part out. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, in this universe, is the in this situation is the opposite. We're like to us, it's not offensive oh, for him no, to yeah. be Michael Johnson because Michael Johnson plays himself. But in the universe, he dresses up like a black person. I, wow. it's pretty fucked I, up, Fabrizio with a hard R. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I just want to say that that reminds me of another fucked up scene in. Uh, match with the skies with yeah. uh, Fabrizio. Uh, it was in the like end credits. Remember that when Ke- uh, I think Kevin Nealon was like, so you he can disguise as anything. Yeah, we yeah oh, we've talked about God. that. The okay. Olsen twins, I think, were sixteen at the yeah. time. Is that yeah, fucked, up? fucked up? That is, it's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, we've mentioned I, this before, but I again I want to emphasize just how fucking creepy that is. Yeah, so fucking creepy. Like that's wild that that was just in a like a mainstream Hollywood movie, a PG Hollywood movie. Yeah, but it is proof that the with enough energico, you could they can disguise themselves as two people. It is. It is. Yes. <laughs> it's. Uh, it just um. Uh, what else did I write down? I don't know. My notes are very scattered this month. Um. Because of uh, the director's commentary, and then I just like there's a lot of my viewings that just didn't have notes. Uh, I don't know. I know that's everything. That's all that I have. Honestly, this is a short wow. episode, guys. Sorry, everyone. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of talked about this last month. How like we're sort of in the ramp down of the year. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we there's really not that much more for us to discuss. 
No, I mean, there's nothing the, more for us. The commentary and the behind the scenes really helped that, but you're right. I mean, eh, um, it's given us new directions, but it is still kind of hard. And I don't want to spoil it, but our guest for next month was actually talking to me, and he was saying that he doesn't know what to talk about because he wants to talk about new things. And my tip to him was, I was like, listen, there's not a single thing in this movie that you can bring to the table that we probably haven't noticed, at least on some level. And like, he, it, yeah, like, yeah. But what I told him is the one thing that we obviously can't have discussed is his own personal feelings on it. Yes. Yeah. So that was my tip to our guest next month. Because, um, like, honestly, like, Sandlerverse is in a very unique position where, like, he kind of lives and breathes this shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you've got, a, you've got a very interesting point of view about this entire Man, you know what we should have done? Series. We should have gotten someone not from our generation on the podcast. We should have gotten, like, an old fuck. Uh, I mean, I mean? did right watch here. this with my grandparents. <laughs> we should have got him on the pod. And also, we have Dave. Yeah. That's true. Dave is, uh, for it everyone who doesn't know, Dave is, um, what are you, Dave, 8,452 years old? or uh, 56, actually, this year. Yeah, Dave's yeah. a senior oh, citizen. Nice. Yeah. yeah I'm 56. <laughs> 56. Dave, wait, you're saying you're regularly 56? No, I'm 8,456. <laughs> oh, I was like, Dave, one, that's not unbelievable enough that people aren't going to think you're 56. <laughs> like, like, people would be like, oh, he's kind of old, but he could be 56. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I mean, I don't know what you look like, so. <laughs> All right. Long, long, flowing hair. Huge yeah. abs. <laughs> Yeah, just, I got yeah. hair down to my really abs, small pe- really small penis though. Weirdly, I have no yeah. legs. Just imagine like Geo Dude, you know, from uh, yeah. Pokemon. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like with with uh, Fabio hair. Dave is actually, I think Dave. I always forget. Can I say your real age? Do you care? Uh, yeah, go nuts. Thirty-one. Oh, close. Thirty-two. Oh, old fuck. Yeah, Jesus. you know what's fucked up about that? So like. I, the the Dave is old jokes get less and less like relevant because like as we get older like the the gap seems smaller and smaller like yeah. back when I was like <laughs> back when I was like twenty and Dave was like twenty seven or whatever it was like that seems so old now that I'm like twenty uh, now that I'm like twenty seven and Dave's like in his thirties like I'm we're, we're so much closer I'm young though I'm twenty four and thirty two sounds old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Dave, yeah, to to you, Dave's still a senior. Sandlerverse, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay, so just tw- you're right in the middle there. Does 32 sound old? Uh, no, it doesn't because uh, a hero that I looked up to, uh, Jay Dilla, he was 32 when he died, and that oh. he he was very young. Yeah. Uh, All right, that's fair. That's I mean, fair. Like, I've I've still got like another like. Well, I think it's a context thing, because 32 Plus. is a very young age to have died at, and, like, that's, like, a tragic age to have died at, but uh, to just be 32, that's old as shit, Dave. I turned yeah, 25. 30. Yeah, old fuck. You, you know, I actually uh, just taught this lesson about gladiators, and I learned that um, gladiators, uh, they're mo- like, 95% of them didn't live past 30. So you'd wow, be dead Dave, if you were a gladiator. A, if you were a gladiator, Dave, you'd be out of you'd here. You'd be fucking dead. You would be my, no longer a person. Geo dude looking ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mime. Uh, okay, so we're going to start closing out this show here in a second. But I just, again, I want to emphasize that these episodes are probably just going to get a little bit shorter at this point. Um, 
I there's like again like yeah, we have welcome. things to discuss, but I don't I don't think I have the stamina um, to do like two and a half, have... close to two and a half hours anymore. So speaking of like things going down and stuff, I just want to talk about next year, and I just want to put this out there for everyone. I'm uh, fully committed for next year. Oh yeah, okay. I'm fully you know what? In. Let's do this. I um, I am also committed to do another year. We're, we'll do another movie. We'll Dave? pick a different one. You know what? It might surprise you guys, but uh, nah, fuck it. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Okay, I'm okay, in, okay. But, so ground rules: we are setting this on the fucking record. We are not doing a contest. Yeah, shut up, Dave. So I was thinking. No, fuck yeah, you. Right. No, no, no. So no, just, just don't stop talking, Eli. Michael and I, the men are talking. Okay. No, yeah. no, no. I, we are not doing another contest. I so, was like, worried minimum. about Michael several points this year. So minimum. We are not like, doing this watches, 100 right? viewing bullshit. <laughs> This is coming from Dave, who just hit 52. <laughs> Dave, I'm taking we do another contest. Oh, boy, you know what? Why? Uh, I like to put some money on that, too. Just saying. Like, yeah, I'll put money, money on it. Watches. And listen, we have a majority rules vote, so we can outvote Eli and make it a contest. Michael like, is just dedicated get... to ruin every summer for himself for the next, like, Seriously. 10 years. <laughs> every June is going to be a hell month for every bullshit thing. We'll be, like we'll be watching fucking Jack and Jill 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm... Listen, it's just the type of person I am. You're not on my level of thinking. Yeah, the type of so. person you are is like, you keep stabbing yourself and then just keep going, oh, the next time I do this, it's not going to hurt, right? No, yeah. okay. Just do uh, it every again. Time, okay, okay, okay. So behind the scenes shit, I, like, Michael is watching <laughs> Master Skies and, uh, and he's like, I fucking hate myself. I hate this. I hate myself while I watch this. Every I'm time. Like, okay, like... You never do any gimmicks or anything. You just sit and the watch gimmick. and be miserable. No, 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 no. I'm like Andy Kaufman. The gimmick is that I'm miserable. That's the gimmick. Michael is like... That's what people like, tune no, in I for. deserve this. That's what you That's said. That's the good shit. Yeah, My, I did Michael said, no, I am punishing myself. I deserve this. And I'm like, punishing yourself for what? And you said, watching it 90 times. I'm like, you're punishing yourself... But like for yeah. your punishment, I, it's uh-huh. it's a weird circular logic. Yep. So uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm even gonna come out on the record right now. I vow to watch our next movie. I almost said it. I had to censor myself more times than I've watched The Master of Disguise. That's fucked up. Why? I'm doing it. Don't you even it? don't say that. You haven't even seen that movie yet. You know, I've like, never seen the movie. Plus, I'll fucking will. do it. I'll do yeah. it. Oh I'm fucking do it. I can't Everyone. wait. I can't wait for Alan to listen to this and text me and be like, "Dude, you don't do it." Everyone <laughs> at the Turtle Club. Yeah, pod yeah, Alan. Uh, think on. of Alan. Okay, for everyone who doesn't know, we were on uh, Alan's podcast. He was our guest for episode seven. He has yeah. a podcast. Give me attention or give me death. We were guest on it last month. We had a very fun time, and Alan basically like warned us not to do what he did. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I actually, real quick, because then we need to go, but I uh, texted Alan this month looking for advice, and um, we had a good conversation. It's, uh, I'm, I'm just saying October, November, and December are going to be good months for me, I think, because um, Alan, I think, yeah. really opened my eyes to this. I, I, don't, I don't like you talking to that Alan boy. He's a yeah. bad influence on you. He's a bad influence. Yeah. I, I want you stay, staying away from that. He's like Huck Finn. Yeah, <laughs> he comes I, in uh, while carrying a dead cat. Yeah, I. Uh, oh my god, I, the I, dead I, cat thing! 
Oh my god. He watched Cat in a Hat every day for a year. I'm uh He is Huckleberry fan. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the next year's movie more. I'm gonna give it's gonna be better. I'll be prepared. I'll know what I'm getting into. Sandler versus what do you think? Like Hold on, hold on. Eli, can I say can I, I tell him the movie and can you cut it out? Uh yeah, I'll bleep it. Okay. Uh we're gonna do Yo <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> I've seen the sequel. I've never seen the original. Whoa. There's a wow. sequel? Yeah, there's an yeah. animated sequel. Sequels. Okay, all right, all right, we're back in. Uh, unbleep. Um, so I I think that movie potentially could be worse than T-Mod, and um, I'm going to do it to myself. I know what to expect, though. I'm mentally prepared. What do you think, Sam Livers? Do you think I should do it? I'm going to get to, like, over 100 watches of this movie this year. If you, if you can get drunk between some viewings, I think you can do it. Okay. All right, this uh, is good. I'm gonna. I don't like that people are encouraging Michael. This is terrible. <laughs> you know, it's just the person I type of person I am. Oh my god! Whatever. Okay, <laughs> fuck it. So yeah, it's official. We're gonna be doing another year of this bullshit. Uh, I, I, they say there's a contest. I'm gonna fight against that. Two to one, buddy. You're in it. You're fucking in it, pals. Well, we've got a few months. Year. We got a few months. Uh, so anyway, everyone, uh, sorry we were late. Have a good uh, spooky month of October. Sandlerverse, yeah. thank you for being here. This was thank great. you, oh, Sandlerverse. Yeah, Sandler Do you want to plug anything besides yourself. your Twitter? Yeah, plug yeah, your Twitter. I'm, I'm, well, thank you for having me, and I just want to plug my f- best friend, uh, Pester Geist, who yeah. helped me create the Sandlerverse and guided my Energico into this yeah wow wow that's beautiful that's beautiful you put your whole energy gussy into it okay all right um save the best for the end you're welcome uh yeah if you want to email us our email is what is it 69 at gmail.com thank you uh i will um pod on twitter i manage the uh i manage the uh email so you'll uh Talk to me after like a day of not realizing you emailed us because I never checked the email. So, yeah, uh, I, and then me and Michael usually do the Twitter account. Dave, I don't even think has ever logged into the Twitter account. We have a Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Sandlerverse can be found on Twitter at Sandlerverse. Makes it very easy. Yes. Yep. Yes. Thank uh, you. Okay. All right. You goodbye, everybody. A... Bye. All right, all you turtles and turtets. That's the show. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.